Welcome to episode 43, Save the Bees of Story Mode, a video game podcast, the official podcast of StoryModeGaming.com, brought to you by Fan Critical. I'm your host, Jesse Munro, and tonight I'm joined by the curvaceous Keelan Simpson. Oh, yeah. <laughs> nice. And the moist towelette that is Simon Evans. Yes, I'm very nice and refreshing. You are. And you come in a little bag of KFC, and I wipe my hands with... I was thinking, soft touch. I was thinking like the warm towelettes they give you on like long airplane flights. Guys, oh, remember air travel? Nice. Air travel. Ooh. Wow. Yeah. Wow. I know. Crazy. You guys haven't played Flight Simulator? No, I, I sh- probably should, but it's just hey, to- it's coming to Xbox. Yeah. Yes. That's I, cool. Um, I, I I sunk a fair few hours into the PC version, and it was a good time. Look at us. Look at us talking about video games already. Straight off the bat. Fuck, we're professional. How you guys been? How's things? It's getting warm. I don't like it. It is getting very warm. It is. My computer, it's making me warm because I'm trying to play a certain fucking game that released recently, which is very demanding. Yeah. Game's up. Cyberjunk? Cyberjunk. Yeah. Cyberjunk. We're all playing Cyberpunk, okay? And just from the the bat, we're not going to talk about it too much. We may just have a quick discussion on it now. But we will be releasing a uh, more in-depth look, a bit of a spoiler cast, later on in the week. Because, ha, there's much to discuss about this game. Not all of it's good. You Most of that. it isn't. <laughs> but just quick over- overview. We understand that there are bugs. We understand there are issues. But how are you enjoying your actual time with the game so far? Um... I am really enjoying my time with the game. I love the world that is created less than The Witcher 3. You know, I'm crazy about The Witcher 3. I think that the world that they made there is fantastic. And this is a lower tier. It's more dense. It's more detailed. But it's not It's not the same. It doesn't hit the same, you know. Um, with that being said, I'm enjoying the gameplay. Um, I'm enjoying the characters mostly. I'm considering changing around to the female V because the male V's voice actor is, he's, he's trying a little bit too hard, if you know what I mean. That's mm, fair. No. I mean, he's just nervous. They've all seen his penis. <laughs> Could be. <laughs> yeah. Could be. There's, there's a lot wrong That's with this some game. That's disappointing junk. What? That was some disappointing junk that he's got. Yeah. Like, yeah. There's a yeah. lot wrong with this game, like I was saying, and the, the junk options is one of them. <laughs> it's probably the main there, one. There's, there's no slider. Right? Why is there no there slider? There needs to be a dick slider. You should be able to have a robotic penis. Also, no vagina options. Nah, it's the just fuck? either have or have not. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. It's fucked up. A lot of issues with it. Yet there's like multiple nipple options. Yeah. I hate the cyberpunk future, but Simon, how how are you feeling about the game itself so far? Um, I have enjoyed what I've played thus far after I got through the first first game crash within literally the first 10 seconds of the game. That'll happen. Uh, Yeah. Uh, I think that was my own fault, though, because I hadn't changed any graphics settings before loading in, so I tried to run it at RTX Ultra, for which my PC was screaming. I opened up... Yeah, that would... That was a bold move on your behalf. No, I think it's a bold move from CD Projekt for not actually... <gasps> oh, did it? That's the default. Ugh. Yes. So, to, no. to be fair, Simon, I also have a, a GeForce GPU. And the GeForce experience, um, the program, sort of automatically sets your settings where NVIDIA thinks it will run best. And for mine, on an RTX 3060 Ti, it set everything to ultra turned ray tracing on onto ultra as well yeah it does not run well no uh, that's the thing I'm, I'm that was the automatic setting and i think it's more of an nvidia thing than a than a uh, cd break perhaps perhaps and i'm willing to you know accept that obviously if that's the case but even still like obviously it lo- the game loads in and it just stutters the entire time so i quickly i quickly go oh shit this is bad Open up the settings, change a few of the graphical settings, hit apply. It goes, okay, come out of the menu, game crashes. My character creation is just gone. That's it. It just didn't save anything. It just bow, bow. disappeared. Cyberpunk, baby. It's all about the corporation taking advantage of the little people via technology. This has all been a metagame. I have to say, 
For a PC game, changing settings is normally a headache. Normally you have to restart the game and you have to you have to go through a whole bunch, jump through a bunch of hoops and shit um, to change specific settings in a game. But you don't have to do that for anything in Cyberpunk. You can just change it and go straight back into the yes, game. Yes, and I will just gonna pick up what you just said, Keelan. I'm gonna just reach over here and drop it into the bucket labeled reasons consoles are better than PCs. Sure. So I will give them that. Um, I think that's good. It's just, it would be good if it, it could be a little bit more, uh, what's the word? Stable. Stable yeah. is the word. Well, yeah. let's, uh, let's save the further discussion for the, the, the spoiler cast that we do later in the week. We do have something else to discuss. Um, I don't think Cyberpunk will be really winning many awards. <laughs> oh, fuck a duck. The Game Awards uh, were on, on well, Friday for us in Australia. Um, hosted by Jeff Keighley, the, the annual awards, a celebration of uh, where the industry is um, as a whole. You know, celebrating the best and brightest. We're not going to go too much into the awards themselves because uh, another certain outlet a certain outlet called story mode gaming yes the very podcast you listen to right now uh we're having our own game awards so make sure that you jump onto our social media at story mode oz yes we changed them to be same across the board because we're professional like that <laughs> um we're gonna be having our own uh yeah, voting and stuff like that so jump on you can vote for your your favorite comeback game which is like best remaster slash re-release of the year uh Best protagonist, best antagonist, best NPCs, best handheld game, blah, blah, blah. And of course, our game of the year. And then at the end of the year, we'll have a special episode where we reveal live on air, as live as it can become on a podcast, <laughs> um, who won. So keep an eye out for that. So wiping away the winners from the actual game awards, we thought we would focus a little bit on some of the trailers and reveals um, at the game. Because every year they're becoming more and more like a miniature e3 when it comes to big reveal and there have been some big games released sorry we revealed in the past at these shows and while i don't think for for the three of us there were any massive reveals here i can definitely see why some people got really really excited at, at some of these so let's just start from the top because that's where else would you start you're not gonna start from the fucking middle are you and here's one that i'm sure simon was very 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 excited about sephiroth Old mate from Final Fantasy, the long-haired prince, okay, the beautiful man that he is, um, will be in Smash Super Smash Bros. Ultimate Fighter. He added to the roster. Simon, how did you react to that? Um, admittedly, I actually missed the initial reveal because when I because when I had woke fake up, gamer, fake on, gamer, cancel the podcast. When, <laughs> he'll edit him out. When I had woken up and got set up at my PC and stuff because I was working from home that day, it was already I think like at least an hour into the game awards, so I had missed that, and then went back and found it. But it was an excellent reveal trailer. So it was so melodramatic. Oh, it, it fit Simon, the character so well. I hate Smash Brothers. I don't give a shit about anything Same that they have here, to say. It's garbage. But that trailer was sick. It was. That was so, really cool. So fucking good. Smash Bros. is a game I love right up until the gameplay. Because all the reveals and stuff are great. And there's some genuine hype. I know the community can be a bit of a trash for our times, as with most game communities, but blur. Um... But until the game, actual yeah, fighting starts, but these hype trailers, there's that weird orb thing in the sky, it splits, and Sephiroth, and everyone's like, the oh, fucking clouds, like, for fuck's sake, why? <laughs> I, I, I can't hear the talk to my friends. <laughs> and then there's this, he, it looks like Sephiroth stabs Mario and kills our favorite Italian plumber. I was gutted that that was a fake out. So he, like, stabs him, but he gets through his, his overalls and it's like, ugh, <laughs> I laugh. It's like, Mm, the, that fake out was so well done. It broke my heart because I want to see him die. I because I mean, like I think we can all agree on it's time for Mario to retire. I mean, you couldn't be further from the truth, but it's time for Nintendo to maybe hate. Hey, Nintendo, maybe try and get some new characters. You know what I mean? <laughs> Simon's turning red. Yeah, but I mean, when they do try, we, uh, when they do try and create we, new characters, everyone goes, "Oh, well, the Inklings aren't even that good," or some shit like that. I don't know. Did you say that, Simon? No. 
Shit, he's getting angry, Keelan. Play the Sephiroth music in the background. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that that is one of the coolest part. Like oh, yeah. Final Fantasy music is amazing. We can all agree on that. And the what's it called? One Winged Angel. Yeah, One Winged Angel. His beat. Um, when that beat drops in, whew, what whew. a tune! That's the boy. What a tune! That is one thing. Um, so obviously we've we've had Cloud in Smash Bros. Um, he was one of the DLC characters in Smash Four. Um, and obviously now in Smash Ultimate. Um, it is kind of a letdown, the amount of music, the amount of Final Fantasy music that's actually in the game, despite the fact that Cloud is there and there's a Midgar stage and everything. Um, I think you've only got like maybe three or four tracks, maybe even five. So I'm really, really hoping that with Sephiroth coming in, we'll get some more Final Fantasy tracks, some classic tracks, even some Final Fantasy VII remake songs would be really cool to see in there and i'd be very very happy with that so that's one of the things i'm most excited about is just more music because ah the final fantasy music is just so good it is a good time and sephiroth will be um available very very soon comes out this month so um keep an eye out for that but a game that (laughs) won't be out for a very long time um a new perfect dark game got revealed now of the three of us, I haven't played Perfect Dark, and I said that before the show, and Simon and Keelan chastised me with their eyes. So, fuck y'all. Uh, this new game will be made by The Initiative, which is a relatively new studio with a great pedigree behind it. Um, Perfect Dark, of course, a rare game initially. And this will be the first Perfect Dark game um, in over 15 years, I guess, when the time it comes out. We had Perfect Dark Zero back in 05. Now, alongside the trailer that was revealed at the Game Awards, we also got a developer diary from the initiative itself. Um, and as we don't have that much detail regarding what the game is about, um, we're just kind of, I'm kind of leaning on this quote a little bit from studio head Daryl Gallagher. He says, With Perfect Dark, we're aiming to deliver a secret agent thriller set in a near-future world. We have built the Perfect Dark team at the initiative by bringing some of the most talented game makers from around the industry who all share a passion for storytelling, world building, and creating memorable game experiences. With the full backing from Xbox Studios to reimagine one of the best loved IPs from gaming history, we couldn't be more excited to share some of our early ideas. Hey, it looks pretty fucking cool. I don't know what's happening. Can one of you guys give me the, like, kind of the the elevator pitch of what Perfect Dark is? Um, the short version is... You play as Joanna Dark, or Agent Dark in this case, um, and you are a better, more attractive, more stylish, and funnier James Bond. Which James Bond are we talking about? Any of them. Every James Bond. They've opened up Pandora's box. Yeah, every James Bond. Okay, and now, you, now, we have to, now we have to rank every James Bond, James is Bond by fuckability. by Joanna Dark. I don't know. What about the Australian one? Whatever that actor, whatever his name was, <laughs> doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. That. You, you so, say, it's so just disrespectful that you say that in the month that Sean Connery passed away. Uh, that's oh, 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 okay. Touche. Fucking hell! <laughs> Got thrown on the bus. Yeah. Well, sorry. <laughs> also, then again, though, Sean Connery had some issues. Think we can say that? Yeah, just one or two. Maybe. Just, just a few. Yeah. Just a little bit problematic, old mate. Yeah. Anyway, anyway, moving on from um, Simon's Sean Connery disrespect. Um, so you're saying <laughs> this is like a secret agent game set in the near future, sort of like eco future, which I really like. I, I'm I like futuristic games, obviously, but whenever you see the future in games, it's usually pretty shitty, like it's all grubby and destroyed and ugh, fuck out, fuck out of here with this. This looks cool. It's like all like eco-friendly buildings, people are having a good time. They don't know, okay, there's probably some like massive government conspiracy behind everything, but hey, I would live there. It looks okay. Yeah, yeah, I mean, apart from the massive wildfires and the floods and the storms that they go on about in that trailer. Hey, we have that now, but in this universe, they seem to acknowledge what how they're caused. Mm, we don't damn. have that in reality right, right I'll now. I'll give you that point. I will give you that <laughs> point. It kind of looks like, you know that meme that goes around, it's like um, like a real futuristic looking background. It's like, oh, you know, if Bernie Sanders got the nomination or stuff like that. It's like, what what the future could have been? It is it is that meme. Um, it is. I, I'm I interested. Like to see, uh, more. 
I'm interested in the story as well. You know, approaching it from a different perspective from something like, say, cyberpunk where, oh no, corporations are evil and they're fucking us over. Who would have thought? Um, it's more like, oh, corporations are good, but something in me tells me that they're evil and fucking us over. Yeah, it's so like, let's find out. I think like in a game with cyberpunk, angle. everyone is aware that corporations are fucking them over. In this one, it seems like, a little bit more underhanded and some people think that like they're the conspiracy that they are doing something underhanded yeah. and like I because of that I'm intrigued to see why like why they keep it under wraps well, this looks like a world I want to be in I really the the trailer goes through a, a building and you see these like glass corridors and stuff like that all fucked up because there's been a fight through there but they look like levels that I want to play yeah well, that's the thing yes. really cool. um I um, think it was a very good callback okay. to the very first mission from the original Perfect Dark, where you start on the outside of a skyscraper building, like a proper like office skyscraper, and you work your way inside and you infiltrate through there and you have to rescue um, like the president of a different company because he's been held hostage by the internal security force of that building. And like that's a, it's a really cool like mission setup for, especially for an n64 game like the way it's done is so 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 clever and i'm really looking forward to seeing how that works also very minor thing during that pan through like in that trailer where you're going through the, the building and there was like a turret yeah. i hope that is the laptop gun it was one of my favorite weapons in the original perfect dark and basically it looks like a laptop it folds out to become a gun and then you can fold it into an automatic turret and throw it and it sticks onto ceilings and yeah. walls and shit. Oh, and so bad. it also, looked sorry, like that. That fly through the building, there looks like there's a, a part where plants and grass and whatever, vegetation, is growing at a really rapid rate. And I'm hoping that is an element throughout the game where it's like, oh, you know, science found out a way to, re, to you know, greenery in areas that have been ravaged by drought really quickly, but it can get out of control at times. Because I want to, I, I love sort of that environmental porn of like overgrown plants in buildings and shit like that. I want to see that happen in real time. Because <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll well, that's the thing we could but possibly this this being a a first party Xbox game um brings my attention to a, a tweet that I saw when it was first announced from Ryan McCaffrey from IGN. He just listed um some of the games that will be. Xbox exclusive, or at least first on Xbox, in the case of some uh, Bethesda games. Halo Infinite, Perfect Dark, Fable, Starfield, Elder Scrolls 6, Avowed, Hellblade 2, Everwild, Forza, Gear 6, State of Decay 3, and coming out very soon on Xbox Flight Simulator. He says, while almost none are coming out soon, Xbox's AAA first-party drought looks like it might finally end this generation. And I can... As a Sony fanboy, I look at that, I'm like, I'm very glad that I bought both consoles. That is a solid, solid lineup of games. And while the Xbox doesn't really have many games, you know, to call it own right now that are showing off how good the Series X can be, I'm the next two, three years in that console are looking mighty impressive. I'm looking forward to playing all of those on PC. Hmm. <laughs> Likewise. Let's Xbox, hope those games. Xbox PC though, it's kind of like the one um sort of ecosystem now so yeah, yeah. Okay but, but my point so, being that yes whilst all of those are excellent in terms of the console landscape absolutely incredible titles to hold over the ps5 with my pc right here i'm gonna have a fucking great time with it all so and it'll be it'll be great when you have to change settings at the close of the game sorry keelan go on so i um reached into that bucket grabbed it out a little bit you know uh, i guess burnt by recent releases will which will remain unnamed um so i'm hoping that those games deliver on quality as well i hope that they're good games and not just good titles well, there's, and good there's franchises like there's like what 13 games or so there if four of them are good i'll be pretty happy yeah me too actually oh, look, if <laughs> and there's some there's some general like there's some the more we see of Halo, like, yes, Halo got delayed by about a year, but now we're seeing new R, and it seems to be in almost a slightly different direction. My hopes for that game have risen up a little bit. Perfect Dark looks really good. I'm very intrigued. Fable, I think Fable is going to be good, just because almost just the weight of that name tells me it's going to be good. Starfield and Elder Scrolls, who the fuck knows? never going to I don't know much about <laughs> Yeah, that's fair enough. Hellblade 2, I'm, ex uh, I'm very excited to see where the direction goes. Everwild, don't even know enough about it. Forza, Forza are always good. Gear 6, cool. Sandy K, cool. Flight Simulator, 
brilliant. I really enjoyed my time with Flight Simulator. But let's move on to um, a sort of unofficial sequel of sorts, which and it's not going to be the last one in this list, um, to a game that I know Keelan likes, Left 4 Dead. We have Back for Blood um, that got revealed uh, from Total Rock. Coming out later, uh, sorry, mid next year, June 2021. Z- zombie game. Cops, zombies. That's basically it. Co-op That's zombies. It. It's the same as Left 4 Dead, but bigger. The devs literally well, said that in the interview. <laughs> That's good. I like that. I, I like it. I'm like, fucking have fun with it. Not my sort of game. I'm, I'm not a big fan of like the kind of horde shooter co-op games. Um, but something I do like about this one is there are, normally in zombie games or any mission, any horde-based shooter, you have very basic uh, levels of enemies. You have like, your light ones, your medium ones, your grunts, your heavies. In this trailer, you can see, I, there are two types of heavies you see, and I really like that because you see the big chunky boy, and then you see this big tall man with like a big wet penis for a hand, and he tries to slap you with it. And there's also the forearm, not forearm, like not a forearm that people have. He has four arms. Spider monkey boy, night monkey from Spider Man, <laughs> and he's like. Throwing up globules of stuff. I don't know. Yeah, they like stuff. to spit goop and shit on you. Yeah. Like it's if I was a zombie, I'd spit goop. Thing. Um, yeah. Just to I, I get a little bit further into detail with the trailer itself, I liked. How- <laughs> sorry, sorry. Further into detail, what we just said: zombies, and then we're about to move on. <laughs> Gladly <laughs> go back to more detail. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Like I, I like the fact that the opening, like the the trailer, actually opens up and shows you how these zombies came to be, and it's a parasite, um, little worm worm infestation, which then takes control of the brain and stuff. I think that's quite cool. I think that's a fun little explanation. It's not one we I got um we see big, very often. the thing vibes from getting the alien from the ice. I'm like oh, wait, I'm gonna go watch John Carpenter the thing for the five hundredth time. <laughs> but I, I thought I thought it was good that you know that's not an explanation we normally have. We normally have oh it's some sort of disease or virus, but no, this is a parasitic worm. That and I thought that was quite cool. Um, but I just want to point out that as a zombie survival concept, they would be fucking terrible. Those four characters, they are shocking. Walking out into the middle of Why? a zombie horde with loud, blaring guns, shouting to each other, making a whole fucking ruckus, blowing everything up. Like, all you're doing is attracting more and more zombies. You are going there's, to get killed. Absolutely. Simon, who's never been in a zombie apocalypse, as far as I know, although I've seen pictures of Perth, maybe you have been. Yeah, That's it was right. called London. I have just <laughs> declared war in your state. Nah, it's London. State of decay, more like London it. right now with COVID is absolutely a fucking zombie apocalypse. <laughs> yeah, it is a little bit. Twenty-eight days later. What yeah. sort of zombie would Boris Johnson be, though? He would be one of the fat, heavy fucks that you have to like shotgun in the stomach eight times before he falls over. I think it'd be. Like, but he'd, you know, he'd when you watch Dead, the hair. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah, yeah absolutely. Like, oh, just God. be all mutated. Well, and shit the hair's his weak hair. spot. The hair will flick up at one point, and a bit, there'll be a big eyeball on top of his head, <laughs> and that's where you have to shoot. That's his red weakness. Exactly. But I think it'd also be like you know zombies in um in the Walking Dead that just like walk into spikes, so they put like spike traps around their base, and they just like walk into a wooden spike, and then it's like stuck there, and it's like. Urgh. Yeah, that'd be him. Um, and also, one thing I did notice is the voice actor for the, I think, the token nerdy guy in the group is the same voice actor as Otto Octavius from Spider-Man 2018. Ooh. Yep, I picked up on that. Interesting. Oh, the up. guy who kind of looks like... um, Kind of looks like... Oh, the dude from Ghostbusters? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I can't remember the character's name, but yeah, okay. Cool. Well, like I said, that was a bit of a, a unofficial sequel, and the other unofficial sequel we're getting, of sorts, is uh, the Callisto Protocol, which looks like it, it, it's it's Dead Space. I mean, it's from the creator of Dead Space, Glenn, um, Glenn Schofield. This will be coming out twenty twenty two for the Series X, PS five, and PC. It's it's Dead Space. We didn't get too much in the ways of like gameplay, but in the trailer we see uh, a, a prisoner, I guess get eaten by some sort of weird double-jawed monster, which looked pretty pretty badass. Yeah. Uh, and then it cuts to a guy with watching it on a camera, like some sort of pervert, and then you see some ships land. So it's not... We don't know, like, was that just happening on the ship that landed on this planet? Did he want that to land on the planet? 
Who the fuck knows? But Keelan, as our dead space boy, how do you feel about this? There's space, there's room for a new generation dead space. So if EA are not going to do it, I'm really glad that Glenn and his team what? have taken this challenge on. It's going to be great. Why aren't EA going to do it? Like, Because it's EA. I, I'm not a... Because, because Dead Space 1... That doesn't mean anything. Yes, it does. Dead Space 1 was incredible. Dead Space 2 was arguably even better. And then they go, hmm, you know what? We're not making enough money out of the microtransactions on this one. That's you know it. what? Let's throw it into into Dead Space 3, make it more action-orientated, and then it becomes a generic shooter. Everyone hates it. It doesn't sell that well. And they go, oh, well, clearly it's the franchise that's the problem, and not the fact that's, that we stuck our dick where it didn't belong. That's literally what happened. Literally. <laughs> word word for word. Necromorphs. <laughs> so that's why they're not Don't touching fuck it. Because the they think, they think the franchise is dead because they didn't monetize it properly and they changed what but people But it clearly hasn't been. I, 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 I'm going to look into this. I'm going to do some research here for once in my life. <laughs> I, feel like that's, I, I, I feel like that's too easy an answer. I, because the want for that game is massive. They could just say, hey, Dead Space 4, and it will sell. I think the whole, like, microtransaction, EA, blah. I think that's old and like okay no sorry I'm gonna take it back. It is applicable in a lot of cases, but not not everything that company does is evil. No, we have a game on this list which is an EA original which looks spectacular. They are capable of doing the right decision at times. Jesse, it, yes, it, yeah. It's a it's a it's a decision they made at a certain point in time. Yes, they at can, that point they in can time, they go back on the decision. They, yeah, they they fucked up and now I guess moving the same forward escape. they just they're not interested in uh, reviving the dead. Dead Space franchise. I guess it's kind of like Skate 4. I mean, well, that is coming. So that is Skate coming. Three. Thankfully, Whatever skate game we're coming up to. Um, but it, it, well, it's one of those situations where the uh, the company behind it fucked up, um, released the wrong sort of game at the wrong sort of time, and have gone, oh, okay, this franchise isn't profitable. Rather than breaking it down to the granularity of where did we fuck up, they just went, oh, no, okay, it's just the wrong time. Or... Uh, it's just the franchise itself. It's franchise fatigue. People aren't interested. Whatever excuse they came up with to not want to pursue the Dead Space IP. Because they intervened yeah. in the wrong ways. And we have seen them do this before. We've seen them like we've seen them do it since many times. And I wish that EA would do things like the like like um Jedi Fallen Order more often. Give us games like that. Give us those quality oh. titles, and we can move forward. Then again, I mean, any studio can become bad. We can rewind, re- rewind the tapes. Episode like you know, early on in, in when we we're talking about like CD Projekt Red, the good stuff they were doing. We would, I, I can almost guarantee you, we all came to the conclusion in this podcast at least one saying, oh, I "Wish EA was a bit more like CD Projekt Red." We've definitely said something along those lines before. I and still wish like, that. Ooh. Yeah, I, I would I happily, still wish that. happily accept that any day of the week. I don't know. The more than the more than more. That, again, we'll go into the cyberpunk stuff more in detail. But the more coming up about that, I'm like, oh, look, there's plenty, plenty of issues. Absolutely, but I mean, so far, it, it's the shiniest of the turds. We'll put it that way. I- I, I, I think we need too much credit. I don't care, give a shit about the game right now. I'm talking about how they treat. Yes, the no, 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 and that's what I'm saying. Um, they are the shiniest. And I think, I think, I think, kind of just saying like, oh, well, they're not as bad as X, Y, and Z. I don't like that. They're not accepted. They what do- they've done is not acceptable, and an abuse of staff is an abuse of staff, regardless of who does it, regardless of how much they are everybody's darling. An abuse of staff is abuse, and that's the long and short of it. Yes, CD Projekt have absolutely abused their stuff said oh no we won't crunch and then committed to a crunch, fuck crunch, ton crunch. of crunch if, and if we're going to go if on. we're going to get into this discussion about poor management then that brings naughty dog into the conversation as well absolutely and we're not going to do that right now yeah <laughs> so, this could be a very episode. so we're going to move along we're going to move along to dragon age 4 um finally got it's well didn't get a reveal we knew dragon age 4 is coming for a while but I've never really been into the Dragon Age series, so Neither the trailer I. didn't do all that much for me. It was the trailer was basically like a true cool for this voiceover talking about how he's too cool for this. Um and there was some bold dude. That's what and I got out of it. I think I, I, I've seen a lot of people who were into the um franchise losing their shit over it. I think there are a lot of locations and characters that are returning that got people really excited. But as an outsider, it did nothing to bring me into the franchise. No. And I th- But I, again I don't think we're... That trailer wasn't meant for no, us. No, no. I think it was like, hey, fans of the series, 
enjoy. We're giving you what what you want. Hey, cool. And I, th- I think the I elf the dude one. that we see right at the end is a main character from a previous couple of games. Yeah, from S- Inquisition. S- yeah, I think Silas? it's from Inquisition. I think he's from Inquisition. Um, and so I, th- I, I remember. So- I, one thing I did appreciate. Sorry, just about the the voiceover is like, ah, this isn't you know we need a hero, but not one that's been written into prophecy or you know anything like that. Not a predestined hero. It's just. It could be anyone. And I, I liked that. I, I really liked the way that was spoken. And it's like, that that to me sounds like... Because the problem with like Skyrim and other similar like RPGs is you are the child of you, do, you are the hero. I hate that story. That is such a weak hook for things. Yeah. And like, oh, we're going we're gonna to start talking about The Last Jedi here, aren't we? N- no, 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 no. We'll, we'll just, <laughs> just subvert that. But, you know, it seems like in so doing, there is a... Even though you have a character creation and customization, and you can put your skills into whatever you want, there is a canon version, as it were, quote unquote, yeah. canon version of your character that does exist in the franchise. And yes, you can play it as a stealth archer all you want, but technically speaking, the canon version of the Dragonborn is a one-handed berserker who runs around half naked all the time. Whereas this I'd seems like it's opening again- up quite well. I'd much rather the story, like, like a narrative focus on you become the hero, mm. not you are the hero. Yeah. So I, I like that the direction-wise. I think that's a, that's a really good point to bring up. Um, people do have their concerns, though, about Dragon Age 4 and Mass Effect, which we'll go into a little bit down the track. Um, Bioware's uh, general manager, Casey Hudson, and Dragon Age's executive producer, Mark Darra. Um, they're leaving the studio, so that's, that's some, <laughs> some heavyweights leaving mm. in the midst of these, I think Dragon Age 4 is a lot further down the pipeline than Mass Effect. But I'm sure that will cause a bit of a up, up, upheaval, a few changes. Um, another thing that caught my eye, um, I don't know how much to read into this. Um, at the end of the trailer, it didn't say Dragon Age 4. It just said Dragon Age. Ooh, so like a reset? I'm wondering, is this, is this going to be a soft reset? The, I mean, the trailer itself is called Dragon Age 4. So it could just be, hey, maybe the uh, the recital is a spoiler. You know, it's like Dragon Age 4, this time there's guns or something like that. <laughs> which they don't want to give away to. <laughs> they don't want to give away right now. So I, I get that. But that, that caught my eye. As, as some, Again, somebody who's not really into the series, that just caught my attention. But something else that caught my attention at this Game Awards. Now, I was watching this on my lunch break at work. And there was a certain moment. I legitimately screamed. I yelled. My neighbors probably wanted to call the police on me. I then called Keelan, who I work with, said, hey, buddy, can I show you something? And Keelan screamed as well. Oh, yes. My notes for Arc 2 that I've written down just say three words. Vin fucking Diesel. Vin Diesel is an Arc 2. I don't give a shit about the game Arc 2, but Vin fucking Diesel is in it. I'm going to keep saying fuck. Because Vin Diesel is fucking in it. Hells yeah, Simon. Vin Diesel, buddy. Yeah. Brum, brum. <laughs> I'm looking forward to when That's he... all he does in the... Oh, I'm so excited. I'm looking... I'm looking forward to the point where he, like, makes a motorbike or something out of some random arc technology. Oh, and then drives oh, off. Jesus like, Christ. That's, that's going to happen. A motorbike? A motorbike. You take the man known for being in movies about cars and you give him a motorbike how far has he fallen Simon I'm giving him a vehicle of some kind alright I'm giving him something alright that man took down a T-Rex well mostly while fighting some other fucking jokers exactly some other T-Rex T-Rex like I don't see why he couldn't it's at least twice as cool as a motorbike so that means four wheels on his vehicle in fact, you know what? Correct. We may have had. Actually, he could be riding two motorbikes at the same time, standing on the seats as he drives. That's forward. better. Oh, that's some go. respect. That's 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 the respect you put in his name. <laughs> like, earlier, hey, earlier in the show, we had a reveal of Perfect Dark, but with this Vin Diesel being in it, we've had a reveal of Perfect Arc. Hey, hey. hey. I right. thought I was going to get a All boo, right. to be honest. <laughs> I'm a massive, massive fan of anything Vin Diesel is involved in because he's just a nerd like us, but he's really muscular. 
So <laughs> like us, yeah, exactly right. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Keelan, this is a visual medium. People don't know what we look like. <laughs> well, maybe. Keelan, I could, uh, Keelan, I could tell people that you're tall. They'll believe it. Probably, but you know, <laughs> I'm not going to do that. I have an in- uh, integrity, so I'm not going to do that. I'm a massive fan of Vin I Diesel, don't. and seeing this game initially, I thought I'm like, oh shit, oh shit. The title screen for Horizon Forbidden West is going to come up <laughs> during this thing, and I'm going to lose my shit. Horizon <laughs> like, Forbidden so West we, we, we kind of Diesel. Like, when the trailer first started, and I saw Vin Diesel, I'm like, I'm going to stop it. I need to watch this with Keelan. We need to have a moment together. So we watched the whole thing, and it get like Keelan's like, huh, imagine this was Horizon Zero, Zero Door, um, Forbidden West. Sorry, I'm like, haha, don't don't say it, Keelan. Don't wish this into existence. And then they go into a cave, and he's pressing on stones, and all these like computer stuff comes up. I'm like technology. Oh fuck off! <laughs> <laughs> fuck off! It starts happening. No. Now the question is, but- have you guys played Ark at all? So Look, much. I, I so like much it. Ark. <laughs> it it's it's broken, but in a real fun way. It's got charm, man. It's a, it's a fucking piece of shit game with a whole lot of charm, and I love playing it. Okay, let's compare. I'm going to compare. Like, for, for a show that I introduced was saying, hey, let's not talk about Cyberpunk too much. I'm going to bring Cyberpunk in. The, I'm going to compare Cyberpunk to Ark. They're both fundamentally broken, okay? They glitchy as hell, they're buggy as hell, and they are pretty, pretty fucked. Cyberpunk is trying to tell a very, very serious story. It takes itself very seriously and try to be very edgy about stuff. Whereas Ark's like, hey, dinosaurs, hey, robots. Also, sometimes ghosts and some guns. But what Have about, fun. what about... Here's a fucking ro- playground. Robot dinosaurs. Let's put them together. Yeah, I mean, fucking you just summed up the game really well. What about this? <laughs> and they keep adding dumb In, shit. Every expansion, they're if- just like... They, they've come up with, like, a brainstorm. And they've ne- they've not eliminated the bad ideas. They've made everything like <laughs> yeah. production in the game. <laughs> it's fucking brilliant. There 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 is a like who makes Ark? I've got no clue. Uh, Studio Wildcard, I think. There is a t- a table full of cocaine, like a pile of cocaine. Okay, in the, in their development room. Okay, and it just has a bunch of like face prints in it. <laughs> Because every now and then, like, okay, we need some DLC. Give me one second. I'm just going to go to the Mountain of Inspiration, smashing their head into the cocaine, come back. I'm like, yeah, fuck yeah, skeleton dinosaur. And you know what? I'm 100% for it. If Ark 2 is basically just a stability upgrade for the game, I'm right. cool with it. But but I'm cool with it. I had, I had so much fun with this game. Um, uh, Ark is really special to me. I spent a lot of time playing this game with my sister um, in addition to that, there, we have an, uh, like a family meme thing where we send each other pictures of Vin Diesel's Facebook page because <laughs> his, his Facebook page yeah. is just an escalating series of JPEGs that he saved and then edited and then saved in decreasing quality every single time. And it's, 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 it's fucked. Like, you need to look at Vin Diesel's Facebook page. It's fucking incredible. I want him in more games. It's modern art. Um, so this is special to me. I'm really looking forward to seeing what actually comes out of this. Is there going to be like a proper single player story like a, or, or something you can engage with in a, in a way more than you can with Ark? Because with the original Ark, you kind of pick up like uh, notes, logs that, that explorers have left and you kind of sorry, understand a little sorry, bit about the There's a story in Ark. Yeah, wait, like, I just thought using cheats about three hours in. So I'm going it's very hidden. ham on things. Yeah, ah, yeah. fuck him. Um, hey, how about this, Simon? How about going into my headspace a little bit? Get Vin Diesel more games. Um, Divinity Original Vin. Hey, hey, hey. That's all I've got. I'm sorry, guys. Now uh, we also had Ark, the animated series, um, announced, which will be an origin story based on the game with a really good, really good cast. cast. So just just a few yeah. stand here. So we've got Gerard Butler, David Tennant, uh, Michelle Yeoh. Jeffrey Wright, Carl Urban, my boy, um, Elliot Page, Alan Tudyk, uh, Deborah Mailman, Russell Crowe, Vin Diesel, obviously, Malcolm McDowell, and a bunch of others. It, it's, a, it's a genuinely solid lineup mm, of actors like that. I, wonder how I much didn't actually paid. notice until I read about Russell Crowe. Jesus Christ. Fuck. All mm. right. Here we Mate, go. They got, if, if they've got Vin Diesel money, they've got, you know. Yeah, that's true. Russell that's Crow true. Money. That's true. 
I'm sure Vin Diesel is executive producer on this, just like he is on all the Fast and Furious movies. So he's probably a bit yeah, of Vin Diesel money. Yeah, which getting better and better. So. Yeah. Uh, you got that diesel money. You got to get that diesel money. He sold the DVD. <laughs> DVD <players. laughs> the DVD from the early. From the early. Uh. I saw an article about uh, apparently the whole like jumping onto moving trucks and stealing, stealing DVD players. That was the plot. Shockingly, the plot of the first Fast and Furious film um, is happening in the UK with PS5 deliveries. People are jumping onto the trucks. And I'm just saying, okay, I don't want anyone PS5 to get stolen. Uh, but these these weren't going off to people. These were going off to stores. So if they're going to get stolen at any point, still in there. Sure, I guess. If 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 you jump from a car onto a moving truck, you've earned that PS5. Yeah. Also, if you've gone to all that trouble, don't be a dickhead and scalp it at exorbitant prices. Yes. Sell it at a reasonable price. Okay. Be a good person. If you got it for free. Like you might Robin as well Hood. be decent. Well, you know, these um these Outriders are causing trouble. Speaking of Outriders, oh, I forced that one, didn't I? Outriders got a new trailer. Um, this is a new uh, co-op shooter from Square Enix, and people can fly. Set in a, quote, desperate sci-fi universe, aren't they all? Um, and it's due on February 2nd next year for PS4, PS5, Xbox One, Xbox Series X, and PC, because we all know how well it goes launching a game across multiple generations. Um... The big standout from this trailer was, hey, bring me the Horizon or another fucking game. <laughs> Good on them. Bring me the Horizon or another music video for free. <laughs> these, these lads are in everything. <laughs> hey, cool. I, it was really strange as well. Like I was saying before the show, when we were discussing this, because yes, we did discuss our notes. I'm shocked too. Um, most trailers that have a song in it, they, they go out and find a song that suits the trailer, it feels like. But it feels like in th- with this case, they found the song, Mantra, by Bring Me the Horizon. And said, how can we make a... Yeah, trailer, a, uh, trailer around around the lyrics of Mantra. How can we take the term Mantra and and make it fit our trailer? Because it felt very forced the way they did it. But oh, hey, yes. this game I hadn't paid any attention to, but it looks it looks like Destiny meets John Wick. So the same like guns and classes and blah 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 of Destiny, but with just aggressive action. Like do do not slow down this game. Um, there's no real cover. Uh, and one of my favorite things, in a few games do it, is often an ability, but I love this. You have to kill people to heal. I like that a lot. I mean, yes. one of the cool things about games like Doom is you need to kill to get ammo and health. So even when you're low on something, it's like, do not back down, do not hide, go. It, it just go at every moment. I, I like that. I like the adrenaline rush. Yeah. Yep. Uh, hey, it looks cool. This made me think of Destiny and Doom. Like, yeah. If Doomsony, <laughs> if you will, if uh, Doom Guy and I don't know what the characters from Destiny are called, but if they got together the gu- and, and made a exo a baby, an exo suit baby, I think it would be one of these. If uh, Doom Guy and the Tyrion, uh, uh, who played Tyrion Lannister in Game of Thrones, what's that dude's name? Oh fuck, if I can remember, Peter Dinklage. Remember how he voiced a little robot in oh Destiny? He's like, oh, there's a wizard on the moon. If they had a baby. And Broom of the Horizon was there. And Ollie Sykes was like, hey, the baby looked at me. But, yeah, I didn't even remember I've that, lost that my game mind. existed until the trailer. And it is a fun trailer. Like, I look at that and I yeah. go, yeah. I, I, could, I could play that. I could, yeah. I 100% agree oh. with you, Simon. Like, I had no thoughts. I did not know this game existed before the trailer. But looking at it, cool. Looks good. Yeah, looks like I a like good it. fun time. Like, a good way to just switch off and go. Speaking of a good fun time, Evil Dead, the game was announced. Um, so somebody's gone to the forest, opened up the Necronomicon, monsters have jumped out. So you play as Ash Williams or a bunch of other different characters. Um, Bruce Campbell himself with his big old chin. And you use your chainsaw arm and your boomstick to, to clear them all out. Uh, it, the game looks like it will feature four playable characters, one of them being a knight. Cool. I'm, I'm just going to play as Ash Williams because Ash is badass. Cool. We didn't get that much out of the trailer. All right. It kind of reminds me a little bit of that. Um, uh, was it the the Jason Voorhees game that came out last year? Friday the Thirteenth. The Thirteenth. Yeah, 13th? I'm getting yeah. like Dead by Daylight. Yeah. Dead by Daylight. Yeah, that's the game I'm trying to bring up. But did anyone play the old Evil Dead games? No. There was one on the PS3, I believe. It was Evil Dead Regeneration, and I had the demo disc for it, and I played it religiously, <laughs> and it was so fun because it. 
it just had this like slapstick comedy vibe to it, which the Evil Dead movies have as well, and a lot of gore. I I'm I'm quietly excited for this game. This will be a game that when we start streaming, I will stream the shit out of this. I, I want to see more of it. I mean, from the initial look, it looked pretty rough around the edges. Um, I mean, they got Bruce Campbell's big off, big fuck off chin. Yeah, I know. But I mean, aside from that, the rest of the character models looked a little bit. Um, yeah, I've got zero interest in um, this guy. So I will keep an eye on it, and hopefully, it turns out to be something. Because again, this could very much turn into an outrider situation where it just looks like it'll be dumb fun. I'm there. For yeah. It. If that's well, the well, case, I'm here. Like, let's do it. Moving on to a game that I'm going to give one of my highest uh, honors to. A game that reminds me of Control. I get, I got the same <laughs> feelings inside of me when I first saw Control. Uh, we got another look at Returnal. Uh, this is a new game from... Is it Housemark or Housemarky? Housemark? Housemarky? No idea. The team behind Resogun. Let's call them that. Um, and you can definitely tell a lot of particles and stuff. Uh, we have got the new trailer. It's... You're in space. It's something to do with time travel. Uh, really cool. You actually play as like a middle-aged female character, which there aren't many, many mm. middle-aged female protagonists mm. in games. I like that aspect. Love it a lot. Coming out March 19th next year, uh, 2021. For the PS5. So yeah, it reminds me of like control mixed with Death Stranding, because there are a lot of like tentacly monsters. Um, and obviously Resogun, because there's a bit of a bullet hell aspect to it. I'm, this game looks dope. I'm actually more put off by this trailer. I yeah. initially had like average Garbage. expectations for this game. Yeah. But then this latest trailer has actually put me off of it more. Because I feel like the tone that the story is trying to set is meant to be creepy, um, kind of like a helpless feeling. Like, no matter how hard you try, you are always going to fail and go back to the beginning. Like, I was enjoying that sort of sense of helplessness. And then this trailer's like, oh, yeah, flashy action combat time. Da, 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 da. And I'm like, cool, it just looks like a generic third-person shooter. And I do I not think, care. Sorry, I'm going to crack myself a little bit. This trailer is what I needed to, as as a whole kind of, uh, all the trailers put together, I mean, a picture of control, because this is a control combat. I, I, I was actually waiting for an action trailer like this, because the other trailer sold me on the mystery. I don't need another trailer showing the mystery. I'm in. Show me what else you've got. Okay, you've also got some good combat. Okay, and I'm interested. Kind of like, say, I'm trying to think of another game that where you sort of repeat over and over again. Hades. The first trailer would have been story, cool, and then show me some action. I'm like, okay, I put together the package. This is interesting. Interesting. I, I don't know. To me, it just felt a little bit tone deaf, but that, that's just my personal take, obviously. And well, uh, again, I'll be happy to eat my words if this game comes out and he's... I'm going to prove it to you. If the game comes out and it gets a over a... I'm going to say, if that game comes out and has over 85 of Metacritic in the first week... I will buy it. I'm going to print out what you've just said. Yep. And you have to eat it on camera. How, wait, how are you going to print it out? You're not going to send you it said, all the way over to me. You, I, I will 100% send it to you. Right. Okay, I'll put pepper and salt in it if you want to. You just said I'll eat my words. I'm going <laughs> to make you do that. <laughs> That's fine by me. But let's move on to a game that I know that we're all very excited about. And we'll live stream it as well, by the way. <laughs> I am charmed by this next game. It takes two from Hazelight yeah, um, and, yes. the, and the goddamn madman of Joseph Farris. Um, fuck the Oscars himself. Um, who continues his love for co-op games. Got, um, uh, what was it, the, the, the jail one that he had? A Way Out. A Way Out, yeah. A Way Out, yes. Um, which, look, I, I haven't played it. But I've watched a lot of Let's Plays of it. It looks goddamn fun as hell. Um, the game's about a married couple, Cody and May, who get turned into dolls and must fix their relationship, whatever that means, to break the spell. Charming art style. It has a very 90s family comedy vibe to it. Like, somewhere in there. It's, it's in its DNA somewhere. It looks yeah. really fun. The acting looks great. There's a talking book called Dr. Hakim, who I think is meant to be, like, your relationship counselor and is setting you on sort of quest to, to, you know, work at your issues. Um, this will be coming out March 26, 2021. Now, before the show, we'll discuss this a little bit, and there is something, there's a trap for, a pitfall, sorry, I want them to avoid here. I don't want it, that, it to have the old school happy ending, quote unquote. I'm hoping the game finishes with them realizing, hey, it's healthier for us to be apart, but it doesn't have to be a bad thing. 
I'm hoping the game isn't like, hey, you guys aren't happy with each other. Let's force yourselves to, to be together. You know what I mean? Mm. Yeah, approaching it with a bit of sort of nuance, I think, would be a very, yeah. very nice way of changing it up. Um, overall, I, th- I think this was probably my favorite gameplay reveal trailer that we saw. It was the funnest. It was, ah, uh, yeah. And like, I don't know, there was just lots of charm that oozed out of this. It was just, just full of it. And I am pretty, pretty keen. The banter between the characters as well. You know how you know that you, you know there's couples that like are great together. They butt heads, but in a very friendly way. Like, you know, they don't fucking hate each other or anything like that. They just have fun buddy heads at times and they do it in a playful way. That's what Cody and May remind me of at times. I'm going to be sick. Yeah. You're a doll. You can't eat. Told <laughs> <laughs> <Blam>. you. <laughs> I just love shit like that. I know. This trailer's trying to make me really, really happy. It's, and speaking. Sorry, go and kill. No, it's just something that I find really easy to buy into. I'm, yeah. I'm really interested to see what the end result of this game is. So it's co-op only, right? Can it, yep. That's right. But okay. I think like games like like um, uh, A Way Out, I keep, I keep going to call it a get out. That's why I keep stopping before I say it. <laughs> a Way Out is a game that wouldn't work solo. Like it can't work solo. So I think Hazelight has really found a way to make that, you know, that work. Fair enough. Um, all right, so I'm going to let you off the leash for a moment here. Monster Hunter Rise? Yes. Go. Okay, so we got a new trailer for Monster Hunter Rise. It showed us quite a bit of information. We actually got a proper look at the village um, that we're, like, is going to be sort of like your hub area. And um, obviously all the, all the standard things that you would expect in a Monster Hunter game, like a cook and a smithy and some shops and so on and so forth. But it revealed a couple of other nice little bits and pieces as well. Um, so we've got two brand new monsters whose names I cannot remember for the life of me right now. Um, Jim and Erica. There was, there's like a, a monkey, there's like a sort of monkey ape thing um, who looks actually like it'll be a really fun fight. Very similar to Catcher Watcher from Monster Hunter 4 Ultimate. Um, and then there was also a sort of like an amphibian thing, um, like a water it almost looked like a water ghost. It was kind of weird. Water that ghost? Like it would be a really fun fight as well. So I'm very keen to see those. Um, I have a complaint. Real quickly. You mentioned the village. Yes. The, it looks like one of the big parts of the game. It's there was a, every however many years or however long, there is a rampage of monsters that runs through the village. And last time it happened, it always killed everyone. Oh no, move your fucking village. If there is a point in your world where you know monsters will run through it at one point every now and then, move your town a hundred meters to the left. Start, Start again. Just a hundred meters. I don't know how many monsters there are running through. And just move. Uh, yeah. That's, but that's I mean, a sensible option, Jesse. I Come mean, on. also, let's using using that in a real world example... The entire continent of North America should not be populated because of the Yellowstone hey. supervolcano that could explode at any given point. No, so, see, you take it two things. You take that to the fifth degree. Also, Yellowstone, when that blows up, we're all going to fucking die. Holy shit. It's yes. fucking terrifying. Two, yes, I agree. It shouldn't be populated. <laughs> well, look. You the, have my vote. <laughs> look, the Americans are doing a very good job at decreasing the population there. So, <laughs> oh, um, oh, oh. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, but anyway, back to the actual topic. Um, so, yes, and we also got a uh, demo um, release date, which will be in uh, just early January next year, which I'm very excited about. Very keen for that. Yeah, I, I, I'm quite interested in this because, yes. like, like I said before, I wasn't a Monster Hunter fan before, but after playing World and after, as much as I give Simon shit on the show about, play, about Monster Hunter as, as he does with me control, I love how much you're into Monster Hunter and you've definitely sold the whole franchise on me. It's just so good. A million times more. And have I ever told you that I went to the Monster Hunter thing at Universal Studios in Kyoto? You sorry, in Osaka? Not. You did not tell um, me that. So when I went, went there years ago, tangent time, when I went there years ago, they had a bunch of video game setups and one of them was Monster Hunter. This is before I'd even played the game. So I went through, you have Monster Hunter food, they've got massive, almost life-size statues of some of the monsters. Mm. And I didn't really appreciate any of it. <laughs> Oh, you fool. Um. <laughs> Although they had the Resident Evil escape room. It was fucking cool. But they, the, they give you... It's a big warehouse kind of thing. And you try to escape the news studio. 
Um, and they, they gave us, me and my partner, an iPad with all the clues in it. They only had one that was in English and another couple got it. <laughs> so oh. we had to try and get out or read in Japanese, which we did not. Um, I also, I almost crushed an actor playing a zombie because <laughs> they were in a room um, with these shelves full of like uh, different TV recordings on it being a TV studio. And they're on wheels. And this person jumped out, and my reaction was to grab the shelf and slide it. <laughs> and I did that a little bit too much, and then I ran away. I'm like, oh no, what have I done? I killed a man. They were okay. And at the end, you go into another room, and you watch the last team try and solve the last few few clues. Um, and once they do, I think the team that did it actually solved and they escaped, but the rest of us don't. So you have um, uh, just a bunch of like, umbrella baddies bleh. and then it was like mr x i think walks in Aww. it's like a whole thing it was fucking cool man yeah, that sounds pretty japan cool. five stars um you've heard of you heard he first throw gaming <laughs> um but yeah, blueberries so japan if you're even somewhat interested in monster hunter rise definitely do check out the demo um it will be available for a limited time before i mean it's two months before the game's release but we got a couple of returning monsters as well being um, now, these were officially named um, Royal Ludroth, um, original, originally from Monster Hunter 3, um, the Great Roggy from 3 Ultimate, and I'm really happy he's in because he has, um, like, some of the armor you can make from him is a really cool cowboy set, but you look like a cowboy, and it is fucking cool, and I'm really happy that that's hopefully going to be better. Can you imagine being, like, this, like, magical, mystical... And you look like you just walked in from Red Dead Redemption 2. And then some guy, some fool kills your wife and turns her into a fucking yep. 10 gallon hat. Yep. Um, <laughs> it's really good, actually. No wonder they're charging through your fucking town. They <laughs> yeah, just want their, their, their loved ones back and you've made them to vest and chaps. Um, and then um, we saw a great baggy um, get electrocuted by a Kezu, but neither of those monsters were name dropped in that scene. So you basically see like this blue creature just standing there and he gets shot by like some electric balls and he does it and then the other monster does a scream and that's known to be the Kezu. And yeah. Sorry, it sounded like you were just talking like some English slang. <laughs> Can you that really fucked me up. You um, okay? <laughs> wow. That, that legit just sounded like you came out of like an English pub after a few drinks of your mates and you were talking about like some dickheads that were in there. Good times. Look, um, Kezu is a dickhead, so I'll go with that. Moving on to a um, uh, bit of a Fortnite reveal. Yeah, I know. Fortnite. Holy shit. Uh, Master Chief is coming to Fortnite. Following up from Kratos, who came out like two weeks ago, which is just craziness. Master Chief will be available for 1500 V-Bucks. Um, and as somebody who plays Fortnite every now and then with a few mates, it's really strange opening up your PS5 and seeing Master Chief on the front page. It's bizarre. And, okay, yeah, Fortnite's bad, blah, blah, blah. Cool, I get it. It is remarkable what has happened here. Mm. The amount of, of characters and universes and properties they've been able to put under the one umbrella here is it, it, it's fucked. It's you can't get mad at Fortnite for doing this if you like Smash Bros. I've seen a lot of Fortnite's getting a lot of hate. A lot of people are getting mad at it for no reason. Stop fucking gatekeeping. I love Kratos as much as the next person. I love God of War, but to get mad at other people being able to play this character is baffling to me. Same with Master Chief. Though, admittedly, I've seen less Master Chief, less less outrage online. But if you if you're like that, just just be cool for once, you know what I mean? <laughs> um, the reveal also included a skit from Red vs. Blue and Ninja, uh, where they announced that Blood Gulch will be a playable area in, in Fortnite, where you can play Capture the Flag. Hey, that's a pretty cool touch. Um, we'll also be getting Walking Dead's Daryl and Daryl and Michonne getting added to the game on December 16th. So I think what's that? A day after this podcast is released. So hey. Cool. Cool. Yeah. Um, and then closing out the show, we had a Mass Effect trailer. Mass Effect isn't dead. We need more Mass Effect. Guys, I haven't played Mass Effect. Neither of I. I haven't played a single second of Mass Effect. Nope. When the Legendary Edition comes out later this year, I believe it's coming to Switch. 
Yes. Let's just say it is. Um, I'll play it because I this is one of those game universes where I need to get into it and I think I'll really like it. But yeah, you'll play some Mass Effect. I love Mass Effect. Um, How did this trailer get you? This trailer. Teaser, more like. Teaser. Yeah, it's a teaser. It was an announcement teaser. It said very little. Um, it does. It doesn't have me excited. I think they've got a ways to go to repairing the franchise after um, the reception of Andromeda. Um, but with that being said, I'm always open to more stuff that happens inside of the universe of Mass Effect because it's it's so well established, it's so fleshed out, and it's so interesting. I would love to see more stories told within that universe. It just needs to be better done than Andromeda. Andromeda is an interesting case study for me. Have you finished it? I haven't finished it, but I've played through a chunk of it, and I I played it after all the patches and everything. To be clear. well, okay. Let, let's disregard it. glitches and patches and stuff like that. Story wise, gameplay wise, when it was all the- finished and polished, and, and like if I was to play it now, is it a good game? I've heard good Con- things. The concept is interesting. I think if you're into sci-fi at all, you'll find that kind of concept interesting. Um, the characters may be not as strong as the characters from the original trilogy, and I think that's the main sticking point for probably a lot of people. That was certainly a point for me. I, I didn't really jive with the, the, the main character, especially, um, or their sibling. I think you you have a sibling as well. Um to choose the different voices or whatever but anyway um it it didn't really hit the same spots but gameplay wise it was much more fluid than the original trilogy it felt good i think you would enjoy it for what it is with no preconceptions about what the franchise should be well that's what i've had a few mates who have play, played it and they, they highly recommend to me especially because you can get it for like four dollars now yeah. um <laughs> Because when you said that they have a long way to go regarding Andromeda, I think a lot of people played Andromeda. Again, I'm, this is a, I'm an outsider looking in, but I saw, I, the reception for that game was pretty fucking hostile. Yeah. As it often is with Mass Effect games. Was it Mass Effect 3 where the fans forced them to change the ending? Uh, they, yeah. they weren't forced I, I, to, I but it was. I detest that. I hate that so much. But anyway, I, dig- I digress. Shit, but yeah, but even then, that's the ending. Like, I don't like the ending of a lot of TV shows or movies and stuff like that. I'm not going to abuse the creators and be like, hey, I didn't like, me personally didn't like the ending of that. Change it. Make, make Firefly you know, Season sh- 2, please. Thank you. No, I, well, that's a continuation. Actually, that's I don't give a shit. I've never that. watched Firefly in my life. <laughs> it's not bad. It's I've not heard, bad at all. Jesse, um, that no one should be abused, but yeah, the ending was pretty poor. Then, then you know what you the, do? The build-up. If um, the ending of the game falls, you know what you do? You wait for a sequel. People voice their opinions about it online. I, I think, um, I think well, yes, uh, that, that's the thing so, to, so, to remember. Sorry, does, Jesse. Um, just in regards to Mass Effect 3, it, was, it wasn't they were caving into the abuse. It was they recognised the complaints and the issues that many people had with a story that had been going on for three entire games and essentially all it came down to was a slightly different coloured screen at the end and people took issue with that. I understand, obviously, from Bioware's point of view, they probably wanted to create a comprehensive, complete story, and, like, that is the single full stop you get at the end. That is the final sentence, end of, doesn't matter. Character wakes up, it was all a dream. You know, but that's the thing. It felt like such a kick in the teeth for all of those people that have been playing such a story-based and engaging narrative, like... For, for so long from because you know you can carry carry on your your choices from mass effect one all the way through to mass effect three and it has real implications right up until the end where it just doesn't fucking matter apparently and that's what people had issue with but like that's that's the story then if you don't yeah. like the story write so, a so book people, you know, so, write fan so, fiction if you don't so like people, it kind of thing so they're not allowed to voice their uh, dis- they they can and uh, I think a lot of people did that they, they voice in, and in, that's a, what they in did. it a lot did but there were also a lot of threats and a lot of flat out abuse it got real ugly that yeah and I I don't think just being like in hindsight hey a lot of people did it in the right way yeah sure cool but I think a lot of the shit we've got to do we've got to do something here I think a lot of that came from we like this is this is fucked we cannot go through this right now. 
Yeah, but I mean, with we're not the developers, so we can't exactly. Maybe this is accept that. And the other thing is, there's well. so many topics we've gone through today. Just like we should research this a little yeah. bit more. <laughs> yeah. um, but just God. I guess sort of on that note, never ever to any everyone listening, anyone and everyone, don't ever send death threats to anyone who's created a piece yep. of content that you don't like. Just get over it. Moral of the story like, doesn't yep. matter. Don't Nothing a- warrants a death threat. Nothing. Hey. Don't be a dickhead. Yep. And with that, let's wrap this one up. Um, so if you want to hear us talk more shit about stuff, guys, it's so hot in this room. I'm actually going to, I'm, I'm about to die. So <laughs> I, I, I have been I, sweating I have this whole time. Like it's... the limit of human endurance. Apparently it's only sorry, 21 sorry, Not degrees. human endurance, Jesse endurance, which is a lot further down <laughs> than most human beings. Oh, I'm a sweaty, sweaty boy. We're on Spotify and iTunes. Subscribe and leave us a review. While you're there, check out Fan Critical Podcasts. Um, they're also on all good podcasting services. If you want to keep up to date with all the news, reviews, and a bunch of features, we're releasing our games of the generation at the moment. Um, by the time the podcast out, all of our um, pieces will be out. Check out storymodegaming.com. While you're there, like I mentioned earlier, there will be a survey at the top of the page. Also on our Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at StoryModeOz. We can go in and you can vote for our various gaming games of the year awards, um, antagonists, protagonists, NPCs, handheld games, comebacks, blah, 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 blah. Make sure you go vote. We're also um, on Patreon, search Fan Critical to get access to extra shows and access to the Discord server run by our very own Simon Evans. Hey. Jump in there, tell him about other monster hu- monsters from Monster Hunter that sound like Cockney slang, because there are a lot of them. <laughs> I'm here for it. Let, let's create Cockney slang for Monster Hunter the Monsters. Hells, yeah. It'll be a great time. Simon, Keelan, thanks for joining. Thank you. Thank you. And everyone listening, make sure you go check out that survey. We want to hear from you. We want to have a big old awards night, day podcast thing towards the end of the year. Um, and what I what I really want to know, Jesse, is should we have a guest appearance by the Swedish chef on our award show? 100%. Just- just so long as it 100%. doesn't go on for that long as it did in the Game Awards, I'll be all right. All right, cool. Cop that. Done. Jeff, that's our feedback for you, Jeff. Jeffrey yes. Keely. Jeffrey, you're in trouble. There you go, right? <laughs> Everyone, thanks for listening. Stay safe. If you live in um, Australia, stay cool. Play some games and catch you next week. Peace out. Mwah. Bye. Bye. There needs to be a dick slider. <laughs>